Are you wandering in the wilderness? Or are you a voice in the wilderness? Welcome to the Revival Cry podcast. This is your host, Eric Miller. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you to use the voice God has given you to make Jesus famous. Every week, we will share principles from the Word of God, interviews, and encouragement in order to strengthen your voice. Thank you for joining me today. And now here is today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Revival Cry. This is Eric Miller. Glad to be with you today. This is one of my highlights of the week that I get to share with you some things the Lord's put on my heart and also do some great interviews. You know, this past month, we've had several people that we've known in the Lord for many years, heard from different couples, Filipino leaders, pastors. It's amazing how God is using so many of them. And we want to let you hear these testimonies because I think it's important that we know what is going on in the body of Christ. And we may not hear it in the circles that, you know, our church or our networks are in, but the body of Christ is a whole lot bigger than usually what you and I get to see. And praise God for that. You know, he's had so many different parts to his body and what an honor it is that each of us get to play a role. Amen. So I want to welcome you if you're listening on Mango Radio this week. Thank you for tuning in. We have our program every Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 7 a.m., Revival Cry. You can also listen to Revival Cry on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, or wherever you would listen to podcasts. You can go there and subscribe and listen to all uh, the past interviews and messages. We have two years of a lot of content there that I would recommend you uh, checking out and being able to listen to some good stuff. And then we have our YouTube channel. So thank you for subscribing, leaving some good comments, and helping us to expand and reach as many people as we can with the gospel. Amen. Well, Father, I thank you for your word today, and I pray as we get into it, that the anointing of your Holy Spirit would be upon me and upon the ears of everyone who is hearing and watching today. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. And most of all, we thank you for destiny in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So you might have figured out what I want to talk about today. It is destiny, fulfilling God's plan for your life. You know, whenever I talk with people about questions that they might have about God, the Bible, things like that, one of the most prominent questions that I normally would hear is, what is God's plan for my life? What is God's will? Right? We all want to know that. Well, I want you to know that God has a destiny. God has a future for you. Right now, our eldest daughter, Sierra is 24, and she's moving to Japan on March 21st. We're all going there, 
and we're excited to help her settle in and maybe share in some churches and ministries that we've known for many, many years. But this has been a vision, something that's been on Sierra's heart since she was 14. So for over 10 years, she has prayed for, she has believed God for, she has, you know, learn the Japanese language in different settings that whatever she could do, she just wanted to say, I, I want to know what it's going to be like. I feel like God's calling me to be a missionary to Japan. And we're so thrilled to see our child's destiny, the, the plan that God has for her life coming to pass right in front of us. And it's not like we forced her in it. She's literally gone after God on her own, as all of our kids have, and some are just in different stages of life. And as a parent, you get to sit back and watch them grow and develop their own testimonies and uh, tell you how they are hearing from God and things that are standing out to them in the Word of God. If it's that exciting for us to see our kids fulfilling the destiny, the plan, the purpose that God has for their life, how much more does the heart of the Father become so excited and and just, I, I, I can't even imagine a smile that's on God's face as he sees his sons and daughters find out what his will is for their life. You know, a famous verse in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts, in other versions it says plans or destiny, that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, the word for thoughts or plans or destiny in the Hebrew is this. It's called Maha Sabah. Maha Sabah. And it means to, to have a concrete texture, like a cemented texture, a machine or abstract intention, a plan. I think it's pretty awesome that God would say the plan that he has for you is cemented. Now, cement doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility. Obviously, God has a sovereign plan and a sovereign destiny for our lives, but we partner with him by choosing how to abide in the relationship that we have with Jesus. When we're born again, we choose to walk in obedience with him or not. So in the amazing grace of God, he has the ability to have a perfect plan, a cemented plan that even when we don't follow him perfectly, somehow he knows how to get his plans to come to pass through our lives. You might have heard somebody say there is a perfect will of God and, you know, um, sub uh, submissive will of God, you know, whereas maybe all the details of what God would expect us to do to follow his plan, we don't follow because of sin. Because we don't know, we're not always perfectly walking in obedience. But when we surrender to his grace 
and we take ownership of our sin and we live a lifestyle of repentance, not a one-time event, we produce the fruit of what it means to be a Christian. And so if we're focused on producing fruit, then God will enable us. He will empower us through his word and the Holy Spirit to guide us to follow every direction and plan that he has for our lives. You know, when God created you and I, he designed a cemented, abstract, general plan for you and I. And every plan for every life is uniquely designed by God. He made us with the palms of his hand. He created us. He formed us. He is the potter. We are the clay. And the plan that God intended is a general plan that he desires for us to follow him. So in, if God has a perfect plan, then in order for us to know what his plan is, I believe there's several steps that we need to understand so that we can follow it. Number one, God has a perfect plan for our life. We've kind of talked about that already. It's, it's kind of like this. If God is an artist and he painted a perfect picture of what your life would look like, there are times when you and I don't obey and we don't fulfill what he asks us to do in the timing, in the way, in the, in the context of how, what he created us to do. But I think as an artist, he goes back and he repairs the picture. And by the time of the end of our life, assuming that we're walking with God as best we could and, and saying, Lord, we want to surrender our will to you. And as we mature in him over the years, we become more faithful. We become more fruitful. I believe at the end of our life that it's almost like God's going to hand us a portrait of our life and say, this is what my plan looks like, look like for your life. Because he sees above. We our, our vision is very limited. We can't go back in the past. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. But yet, God knows. And he knows where we came from, where we are, and where we're going. And he knows that if we would incline our ear to hear his voice and recognize that he has a perfect plan for our life, that he is going to help us. He said he'll never leave us or forsake us. My friend, I just sense there's some of you today, you're listening to me and you're like, yeah, God has a plan, but I've been through so much hurt. I've been through so much pain. People don't understand the hardship that I've gone through. Well, listen, I don't want to discount the challenges that you've gone through, but that's why I'm saying today, you got to lean into the grace of God. you got to lean into his word and allow him to heal and deliver you and set you free so that you can fulfill the plan that God has for you. Because you know what part of the plan is that God has for your life? It's not only for you. But as you get on track and you keep in step with the Holy Spirit in your life, you keep his kingdom first and his righteousness before you and you watch him add to your life daily those things that he desires to do the, through the choices that you make to follow him. You know what's going to happen? He's going to teach you how to help others be reconciled to him so that they can find out the plan that God has for his life. So if you give up, 
then what about those other people that wouldn't follow the plan that God has for them because we get stuck on some hurdle that we just don't feel like we have the confidence we can jump over. My friend, I want to encourage you today. God has a perfect plan. Amen. Number two, without God, it is impossible for us to fulfill God's plan for our life. Imagine us trying to fulfill God's plan and we're not omniscient. We're not omnipresent like he is. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere. And we're trying to fulfill his plan. Do you realize how ridiculous it must look to the Lord and to the angelic host and the, you know, everybody watching from heaven and even the enemy and demonic power? They look at our life and when we choose to live a life that is isolating ourselves from God, we're not submitting to his word, we're not hungering and thirsting for his presence and we're trying to, you know, show him our good works. And you know what? I, I just believe that God, it breaks his heart. Because not only has he provided us life, the breath of life, but he sh gave us the shed blood as of, of his only begotten son, Jesus. He's given us the power of the Holy Spirit. He's given us an ability to walk in holiness and purity and integrity. He's given us the power, the gifts of the Spirit. And all of this is to help us to fulfill his plan. So if we get caught up in hopelessness, then we're just making excuses, I believe, because God is on our side. Friend, you got to remember that today. Amen. Number three, God's plan for us is a general plan designed specifically for us. And the scripture says that he knows the number of hairs on our head. You know, every single one of us have our own fingerprint. Nobody else in the world has your fingerprint. As far as DNA, which is more discovered in the last probably 20, 30 years, everybody has their own DNA makeup. And think about the uniqueness of who you are, your personality, where you came from, uh, the things that you desire, even the food that you taste, how you smell things differently, your emotions, your makeup is not by accident, my friend. It takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe in God and his word. And so if he created us, created our inmost being like the psalmist said, then I want you to remember that he has a specific design plan for your life. You are not an accident. Listen, maybe your mother, your father forsook you. Maybe you've been hurt by other people, maybe even in the church. But you cannot stop from believing that God still has a perfect plan for your life. It doesn't make sense. Number four, if we choose not to follow God's plan, his plan is still perfect. So because he is the standard setter and we are following him, when we get off track, we look to him as being the norm. We come back to him. We conform to the image of Christ. That's why Paul was saying, I'm longing that the image of Christ would be established within you. You know, as Christ is formed within you. Uh, you know, we were formed in the image of God and through sin it's corrupted. But then when we're born again, when we repent of our sin and we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, that he promises to help Christ be formed in us so that we would know the 
plan, the uh, perfection that, that he is. Because we're not perfect, my friend. But one of my favorite scriptures is in Hebrews 10, 14. And it says, we are, when, when we're born again, we become perfected in Christ, but yet we're still becoming holy. That means you might be born again when you're 20 or 30 years old, but the fact is that the only thing that changes when you're born again is you become spiritually alive. So your mind has been thinking for that 20, 30 years in the world, away from God's word. So as you allow the word of God to renew your mind, you develop a heart of revelation and truth and a sensitivity to the voice of God through his word so that you can follow him and not be held back by conforming to his image and following through to understanding that you may not be perfect, but the Christ in you, Jesus in you is perfect, and he knows how to keep you and I on track to follow the plan that he has for our life. Hallelujah. Number five, if we're late in following God's plan in life, right, he still has a way for us to fulfill his plan. Maybe you're listening to me today and you said, you know, I, I strayed during my teenage years and, you know, I've I've committed adultery and I feel bad because I haven't uh, gone to church in a long time. I haven't, there's dust in my Bible. It's just kind of on the shelf. Well, friend, I want you to know that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of repentance. Today is a day for you to put away your own plans. You know, Proverbs tells us man makes his plans, but the Lord ordains his steps. God has footprints for you to follow. But if you don't step in his footprints and, and stop trying to forge your own path in life and depend upon yourself or depend upon others or depend upon money or uh, other things and skill, talent, ability. Listen, I, I want you to know that you're never going to fulfill God's plan. And you'll continue to make excuses and feel like there's something more that you're missing in this life. My friend, Jesus loves you so much. He does have a wonderful plan for your life, but it ultimately depends upon your willingness to follow him. And even in the late stage of life or coming out from darkness and difficult issues that you may have faced, I want you to know you can get back on track with God's plan. He's a forgiving God. He forgets our sins and remembers them no more when they're placed under the blood of Jesus. So it's possible he's not going to hold you accountable for all you did in the past if you come to Jesus today. If you stop right now and say, Lord Jesus, I repent. Please forgive me. I, I, I want to be right with you and pour out your heart like water to God. And then what will happen? He'll get you back on track. He'll get you to fulfill the destiny and purpose, the plan that he has for your life. Amen. You know, number six, we will never fulfill God's plan for our life if we're not born again. You just won't. Because in sin, it corrupts us and it leads to death. So that leads us away from the path of righteousness that leads to life in Christ Jesus. So again, unless we repent of our sin, we're going to be blind to the nature and character of God. His word will not make sense to it. We'll look at the Bible as just some other his book in history, where it's not just a book in history. It's the most read and widely uh, uh, bought book around the world for decades, centuries. 
and his word is life. And if we would understand that as his word is establishing us and we become born again, friend, there's no doubt in my mind that God will develop confidence in you that you can follow him and be amazed by how he uses your life. Number seven, time is not waiting on us to fulfill God's plan. It's not. It's ticking by every day. So the more that we waste time, the more that we think, oh, I'll do that when I'm a little bit older. You know, you could be going to church. You could actually be born again and waste time and not be fulfilling the great commission that Jesus asked all of his disciples to fulfill. And so we can disobey God. And I don't believe that all of our disobedience will necessarily send us to hell unless it's a sin that leads to enslavement of sin. But sin can get us off track to where we're not valuing the Lord like we should. We're not surrendering like we should. And ultimately, it will affect our effectiveness. <laughs> It'll keep us from being agents of change or a glove that God could put his hand in and say, I want to use your life. I want to go reach out to people of how I saved you. I want you to go to those people and see them set free. Don't wait. Don't say when I'm older. If you're a young man, woman listening to me right now, a child, or you're 50 years old or 70 years old, whatever. The fact is, my friend, time is, is ticking away every single day. It's important for you. It's important for me to be in tune with God, to be listening to him every, every day. Not only in our devotional times. See, what you do in your devotional time is you get filled with fresh words from the God, God's word, the Bible. And, and you get revelation and, and he speaks to you about things and you pour out your heart to him. And then you become sensitive and become mature so that as you walk with him throughout the day, you will see him intervene in your life and develop testimonies. And the, I'm addicted to testimonies now because I've seen God do so much that it makes me just want to stay in tune with him. I don't want to not be in tune with him. And if I sin, if I say something wrong, if I think something wrong, I repent quickly. And I say, Father, I don't ever want to be a slave again to sin. I want to follow you now. I don't want to hold back. I don't want time to pass me. And wish that I would have given my heart to Jesus fully. I believe people could die and not fulfill all the details that God has for them, but somehow in his grace and mercy, he knows how to help us finish. Number eight, if we get caught up with sin or offenses with others, we can miss fulfilling God's plan. Friend, don't allow bitterness, don't allow rejection, don't allow unforgiveness, don't allow a bad attitude or negative thinking, ungodly thoughts to ruin your life. Submit it to Jesus. Father, forgive me. This person hurt me. Even if you got to say it every day until you see a breakthrough. The fact is he hears us. And prayer is not just saying our peace and then just walking away and not feeling responsible. But it's believing that when we pray something to God, we leave it on his altar. And we say, Lord, I know that you've heard me. And if I'm not confident of it, I share it again with him. Until I become convinced that I know that God's heard me. His word already says that he hears us. But sometimes 
we got to ask, seek, and knock before, right, Matthew 7, 7, before we'll see the Lord move on our behalf. Not because he wouldn't didn't want to answer us the first time, but because sometimes in prayer, it helps us to be convinced that he is actually hearing us. Amen. Number nine, just two more. It's, it is possible to not fulfill God's perfect plan, but still encounter God's mercy. I, I've seen people their whole life go and live apart from God, and yet they recognize at the end of their life, maybe they have cancer at the end of their life, and some terminal disease, and they say, I've really wasted my life. Have mercy on me, Jesus. Please forgive me. I've led people to the Lord on their deathbed. And then they die. And then they go to heaven, right with God. How do I know if they're saved or not? Well, ultimately, you know, we see through the contrition of somebody's heart, if they're convicted of sin, taking ownership, repenting, and then by faith we receive. There's no amount of good works that we need to do to prove to God that we're saved. If we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, we will be saved. Now, I'm not saying that is just an easy way to do it, but that's the danger of waiting till the end of your life. I don't want to wait to the end of my life and then say, okay, now I'll ask for forgiveness. Because is it really being real? But I have met people who were desperate, and he's a merciful God. You know, I heard Dr. Michael Brown say one time that when we get to heaven, heaven will be a big uh, eye opener and a big mouth closer. Because we may be surprised who's there and shocked by who's not there. And I don't think it would ever go against God's word because Jesus said, you'll know who are mine by the fruit they produce, right? The fruit of love, joy, peace, right? The fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So I want to encourage you, don't wait so that you could say, oh, I'll just lean into God's mercy. God's mercy is now. Bible says today is a day of salvation. So if you're going to get right with God, you need to get right with God today, not tomorrow. And lastly, people will die not fulfilling God's plan for their life. Think about that. People who had an opportunity to surrender themselves to Jesus, but yet, they don't give themselves over to the Lord. And they held back. Friend, many will come on that day and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we cast out demons, heal the sick, and raise the dead? And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. Those are some really, it sounds harsh, but the fact is all of us know that we have multiple opportunities on a daily basis to get right with God and maintain our relationship with the Lord. You know, I want to just end on this story about destiny with you today. When we came to the Philippines in 2003, now we've been here 20 years, it was all new to us and the Lord made it clear for us to be here through different circumstances. But several years after living in the Philippines, uh, you know, when taking trips to Japan every year, I found myself in Okinawa, Japan some years ago, and I called my dad who lived in Florida, and I said, Dad, we're coming to the States. He says, where are you? I said, Okinawa, Japan. He said, you know, your grandfather, who I never met, my dad's father, 
He died when my dad was 18 years old. He said, your grandfather, who was in the U.S. Navy, liberated the Philippines, helped liberate the Philippines during World War II, and he also helped liberate Okinawa. I thought, that's incredible. And I was in Okinawa when my dad was telling me this. I had just come from the Philippines, and we'd already been living there for many years. And I just began to feel like destiny and purpose. Now, I don't know that my grandfather knew the Lord at all, but the fact is God had a plan for his life, and God knew the plan that he had for my life. And then I, my dad continued to tell me, he said, in fact, your grandfather was in Pearl Harbor on December 6, 1941, the day before the Pearl Harbor bombing on December 7th. He said that day on the 6th, his commanding officer told him to go to mainland USA. And when he left, his ship, the USS Shaw, was bombed the next day. And a lot of his shipmates died. Who knows? My grandfather could have been on that ship, could have been bombed and killed. And that was 1941. My dad, who was born in 1950, would not have been born. And I might not be talking to you right now. But when my dad told me this, I never knew this about my grandfather. I never knew this about the destiny. But God knows the, our plans that he has for our life. I want to encourage you today, my friend. Don't give up. You are loved. Jesus has a destiny, a plan, a purpose for your life. And he's going to help you fulfill it. But you got to surrender your will to him today. Let's pray. In Jesus' name, I pray that everyone listening to my voice today, God, that if they are saying, I need to get on track and surrender my will to the Lord, I want to follow the destiny and purpose of my life, that you would hear their prayers that cry out to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, friend, we love you. Let us know what God's doing in your heart by listening to these programs, podcasts, YouTube channel. Make sure that you understand you could always listen and contact us at info at revivalcry.org. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Revival Cry with Eric Miller. Please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more or partner with our missions work around the world, please visit us at revivalcry.org. I look forward to being with you next week.